HVAC 360, episode number 66, Bases of Design. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of HVAC 360. I'm your host, Matt Nelson. Here, as always, is trying to educate you and inform you and hopefully entertain you a little bit uh, about all things HVAC. So this week, we're going to be talking about the basis of design. And typically, most people associate the basis of design with a lead process. But uh, we're going to take a look at it from a different angle and try to make it part of our standard of care. But before we, before we get on to that subject, i first like to thank our sponsor, the Building Commissioning Association. Uh, the Building Commissioning Association, if you don't know, uh, and if you're involved in the commissioning industry, it's really the place to go. It's a one-stop shop. It's where you get all your information. Um, you can get most of the information uh, at, the, at their website at bcxa.org. And uh, a wealth of information, whether it's be uh, joining uh, the BCA or whether it's uh, uh, you know attending a- upcoming events, uh, some of the upcoming events, their spring webinar series is going on now. They have one more left, and we're gonna have to wait until the fall. I know it's it's, it's sad, but we're gonna have to wait for the fall to get more. But there's still one more shot to uh, to get in on this spring series. So right now it's happening on June 19th. Um, and it is going to be uh, commissioning of grounding systems for mission critical facilities. So that is something that, uh, you know, if you do mission critical facilities, obviously this is going to be of great interest to you because, you know, the grounding systems, when you talk about electrical, that's one thing that, uh, you know, really is, you know, stands out and it's very important uh, part of, you know, what you're doing for those uh, facilities. So that's what's that's what's going on in the BCA. If you uh, have any other questions, uh, give me a holler, and I'll try to uh, try to answer them. Um, specifically about the BCA, uh, you know, if you if you wanted to go to the NCBC, the National Conference of Building Commissioning, you kind of missed the boat this year. But obviously, depending on when you're listening to this, there's going to be one coming up in the next spring. So pay attention to the website at bcxa.org. And find out when that is. So if you want to network and get involved with uh, the Building Commissioning Association, that's, that's, a, that's a great place to start. So let's get into the topic at hand. Basis of design. Now, uh, like with many things, LEED has kind of tucked in uh, certain documents that they've, you know, they say, oh, you know, everybody's got to do these. You know, they've, they've tucked in the OPR and they've tucked in the basis of design. It's basis of design, I'd say that a little bit slower. Um, they've tucked it into the commissioning credits. Now, uh, you know what is you know uh, what is the basis of design? You know, in in reality, you know, frankly, I haven't seen many of these. Uh, you know, some people, uh, some engineers try to pawn off. Well, you know what, my documents are the basis of design, and you know that's that's not that's not right. That, that's not quite right. Um, we need to dig a little deeper. So I, I you know, I use the, the resources available to, me, available to me, and I thought, hey, you know what, you know, ASHRAE with guideline zero. Let's go to the ASHRAE wiki and see what uh, uh, that has to uh, that has to say about the basis of design. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't much help. It just said BOD, 
is the basis of design. That's that's as much as I got from it, and it referenced uh, 189.1, which is the high-performance building standard by ASHRAE. So I went to Guideline Zero. I said, okay, well, let's, what does Guideline Zero have to say about a basis of design? Because, you know, it's like, figuring out what it what it is what it should be and you know try to help you out a little bit so the basis of design and guideline zero it says it's a document that records the concepts calculations decisions and product selections used to meet the owner's project requirements and to satisfy applicable regulatory requirements standards and guidelines this includes both the narrative descriptions and lists of individual items that support the design process now Okay, let's 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 chew that up a little bit. Uh, basically, it says that uh, you know you have basically all your. It, it's a document that records all your thought processes, uh, but uh, for the design, you know, before you start getting you know pen to put pen to paper, you want to be able to describe it a little bit, and it really has to reflect the owner's project requirements. It, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like an echo to the project, project owner's project requirements. They say one thing, you say yes, I understand it, and. And here's here's my response to it. Um, so that's that's really, I guess, the intent as far as guideline zero goes. It's your technical response to the owner's project requirements. So it's kind of in in that in that aspect, they kind of uh, you know go together. Of course, I wasn't I wasn't uh, done there. I had to go for a different source, get a second source on this. So I went to uh, Lead User. Uh, if you've never used Lead User, if you're involved in the lead process, um, you know I. You know, personally, I, it, I I don't get paid or endorsed by this, these uh, these people, but uh, Lead User is a great resource, uh, and I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, obviously, leaduser.com is a, a great place to get information about lead. Uh, they have some forums there. They have forums. They have forms uh, that you can use as like templates uh, kind of forms. So they have templates there. Uh, if you kind of get stuck, depending on you know what kind of uh, what variation of lead that you're going through, it's a it's a great place to be able to get some answers, uh, and it's a, a reasonable price. Uh, you know, I mean, if you spend more than a couple hours uh, tearing your hair out over a, a lead project, I'd go there first and and, and try to be able to uh, to get uh, schooled up on it. So lead user. Uh, great resource. Anyway, their definition, the basis of design, includes design information necessary to accomplish the owner's project requirements. Again, a little bit clearer that, again, it's an echo. Including system descriptions, indoor environmental quality criteria, design assumptions, and references to applicable codes, standards, regulations, and guidelines. Again, you get the... Uh, um, the codes, standards, and guidelines. Basically, they you know they want to know what you're looking at. Uh, so if you're uh, looking at uh, the um, yeah, International Mechanical Code, what year are you referring to? Um, that way, we can all be on the same page that you're referencing the right code. Uh, so those are the two the two definitions. And you know, and and again, I think that you know the 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 clear consensus here is it's your technical response to the owner's project requirement. So those those are the two things that uh, that you can take a look at. Now, what should it include? You know, and 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 
you know, here's when I, when I say that I haven't seen many of these, I don't I don't necessarily force the issue too much uh, to get the the BOD. If they want to say their their documents are the BOD, I'm like fine. You know, unlike the owner's project requirements, which I like to make crystal clear, and I will help owners do that uh, and 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 create that document just because they don't have the technical knowledge to be able to you know verbalize exactly what their needs are. Um, the base of design is completely in the design team's court. Um, really, the engineer should write it. And, and the way that, you know, he, the way the lead looks at it is it looks at uh, it from a commissioning standpoint. Um, that's why it's in the commissioning section. Oh, duh. But what I mean by that is that if you look at some of, you know, what kind of the minimum requirements or what you could get kind of get away with the bare minimum, um, it's it's kind of in response directly to the uh, the OPR, which is, should be kind of covering uh, some of the things that uh, uh, are the the three or four different major areas that lead commissions, which is the HVAC, the domestic hot water, the daylighting and lighting controls, and then any sort of renewables that whether that be. Uh, um, you know, gray water systems or uh, uh, photovoltaic cells um, or tur- you know, wind turbines, you know, what have you. Any, any sort of renewable that, that, that you're using in your pros- project. Um, so when they look at it, it's kind of, you know, it should directly relate to those specific things. Now, I'm not, I'm not uh, a big fan of just limiting that um, because, you know, your owner's project requirements, it's a little bit broader than that. And I think your, your basis design should be broader than that. So realistically, what I like to say is that really every discipline should have their own section. I mean, you might have a cover, but every, every section should come from, you know, your mechanical department, your electrical department, your, you know, technology, IT department, uh, you know, site, civil, uh, even architecture should have their own piece of this, uh, you know, basis of design. Um, now, you know, again, it's up to you and I kind of, I'll, I'll go into it a little bit more, but basically boiling it down to what it should have. It it's really should be mostly a narrative. I've I've seen some good ones that that incorporate photos of you know generic. If you're going to have a central chill water plant, you might have a picture of a chiller or a cooling tower, or you know uh, you know things like that. Or if you have low flow flush toilets or no flow flush toilets, uh, no flow flush toilets. I that's a sorry that didn't make much sense. If you have like no flow urinals, have pictures of those. And I think that helps. It's not a lot of work, and you can kind of use those generic pictures over and over again. Um, so really, I think that the important thing is to make sure, you know, even though I say it's a technical response to the OPR, it should be something that if somebody, you know, and reading it should understand, you know, exactly what you're saying. Uh, don't make it too technical that it's that it's hard to, you know, uh, grasp exactly, you know, what you're responding to. One thing I guess is that I'd say, since it is supposed to be a response to the OPR, 
I, you know, and, and this is kind of, you know, uh, reporting 101. When you when you're asked a question, you should kind of, you know, or if you're, you know, speaking in a large audience and, and not everybody can hear a question that comes from the audience, you know, whoever's speaking should kind of reiterate, you know, that question and then respond to it. Um, you know, say for if you had a hospital and they've said that patient care is very important, uh, you could write in the uh, the uh, BOD saying, you know, patient care is uh, the most important consideration. Therefore, the equipment uh, that we've selected is going to be uh, we're going to specifically look at the sound data and it's going to achieve, you know, such and such levels. So that that's knowing that, okay, I see that, you know, they've heard us when we've talked about patient care and then how important it is to us, and they're actually responding and addressing things specifically. And I know it's about sound. I don't necessarily know that, you know, if that's the right level or not, but at least they've heard us and are addressing it in, in some some standpoint. I mean, that's that's re- and that's really where the commissioning agent goes, okay, well, that may not be low enough or, you know, that's not specific enough. Uh, you need to give a, you know, a different description or, you know, tweak it a little bit. Um, so that's, that's important uh, to, to put in there to kind of respond to their OPR or, yeah, their OPR, the owner's project requirements, if I haven't said it before, um, in the base of design. Now, obviously, you know, the guidelines and codes uh, are very important, what you're following, what ASHRAE 90.1 you're following, uh, you know, 62, 55, uh, name all the letters. Also, another thing that, that, that would be uh, very important is to uh, incorporate, if they have any standards, make sure that you incorporate the standards. Also, put a date on it. Most, most standards, as far as, uh, you know, if you're, if you're dealing with larger facilities, they'll have kind of, you know, their, their general standard, uh, um, what they like to see and, such, and whatnot. But they'll be dated. So make sure you add that date of the document that you're looking at. Uh, so that'll be able to give them an idea of, okay, you're looking at the right one. Or, hey, maybe we didn't get them the right one or the most updated one, so let's do that now and uh, you know, before we get too far in the design process. So another thing that it should do is it should evaluate multiple systems. Now, you know, typically, you know, if you evaluate three, that would be great. And sometimes, you know, you might be dealing with an owner that says, hey, you know what, I don't want you to go uh, through all the, the trouble of, you know, evaluating three systems. Um, you know, if you just want to stick with one, here's the one that I've used. You know, if you're dealing with, like, say, a big box store, you know, they probably don't want you deviating too much from your standard rooftop unit uh, or your, you know, uh, air rotation uh, units. So, there might be some exceptions to this, but in general, if it's a new building or more, you know, if there's different options that you think, hey, you know what, uh, this might be good or, you know, uh, you know, radiant system might be good or maybe we go with a, you know, a chiller plant or maybe we go with, you know, a heat pump system, you know, let's evaluate those three. So take those three and then explain why you selected what you did. Now, I guess this is kind of twofold. It, it first of all, it explains exactly what your thought process was and why you selected what you did. But also, if, if somebody, if say, you know, you were to hand this off to another engineer, they could read that and go, oh, okay, that makes sense. I, you know, I was wondering why he didn't do this, and now, I, or she, and I, now I see that. So 
that is a, a, a kind of a way of, of getting continuity within uh, the, you know, the, the engineering team. So life cycle costing, uh, again, uh, is important. I'll, I'll touch on it a little bit later. But if you get, you know, life cycle costing to, you know, maybe you say, hey, there's three, these three systems, and here's the life cycle costing of the three systems, uh, Mr. Owner. You know, why don't you, you know, I'll narrow it down from three to two, and then you pick the one that you want based on, you know, how you see, you know, the future of your facility going. Maybe you have another discussion based on that. Uh, you know, and again, it doesn't have to be a rigid document like the OPR. The OPR is a living document. The BOD can be a living document. So if you have, uh, you know, some simple floor plans, some sketches showing major pieces of equipment saying, you know what, you know, we're going to locate uh, all the equipment in the mechanical penthouse or we're going to use a, uh, a basement mechanical room uh, put, to put all the equipment. Just it doesn't have to be anything exact, but you might want to have some, you know, general sketches based on what the architect has come up with. Obviously, assumptions for load calculations. You might have a, a, a list of, uh, you know, almost like a, a questionnaire as far as, okay, here's what I assume that uh, the R value is going to be in the walls. Here's what the windows are going to be. You know, and this is important because, again, it not only it, it may not be necessarily important to the owner, which, uh, you know, again, these are just numbers to him, and he doesn't know and have the technical information or knowledge to be able to evaluate them, but. If you give it to, say, the architect and say, hey, you know what, read this over and make sure that your details reflect what my assumptions are. So, it's a, again, it's a, it's a way to kind of uh, get that agreement and that uh, cohesion in the design team. Obviously, you want to be able to make sure, uh, you know, you might want to add the uh, list of systems that you have uh, for your uh, building. You know, and it, it could just be a simple outline. Uh, but, you know, you could use this actually as a, um, you know, a, a reminder as far as what schedules to add on the documents later. And here's another thing. Get a list of unknowns. Um, you, you know, it's, it's, it would be important to say, you know, hey, here's what I don't know. Here's what I still don't know. I mean, and it's okay to not know something. Um, and, and kind of the things that I'm thinking about right off the top of my head is, uh, you know, like IT equipment. That's notoriously, uh, you know, that's, a, that's a, usually a, a, a late arrival in the design phase. Uh, and it really can, uh, you know, cause some havoc in your layout and your system sizing. So, you know, IT equipment, have that out there and say, hey, you know what, everybody, we don't have a great information on the IT equipment. Or sometimes you're, you're going through the evaluation and you don't know what the gas pressure is at the site sometimes. Uh, and that would depend on, you know, hey, I might have to add a specialty piece of equipment uh, just to account for the low gas pressure or the low building pressure even. Uh, if your water pressure wasn't, wasn't great and you had to add a, uh, a fire pump or a domestic water booster pump, you know, those are some of the things that, you know, are big cost items. And if you don't know at the time, hey, you know what, again, let them know, here's what I don't know. Here's, here's you know, if anybody can help me out, you know, feel free. But again, even in the internal to the, uh, uh, to the engineering department, uh, you will know that uh, if you, you passed on this project, hey, okay, I have to follow up on these couple items to make sure that I don't need additional equipment. Also, it, it kind of gives the uh, uh, electrical department a little fair warning saying, hey, you know what, there may be additional power load in these spaces. Uh, so, 
you know, that, you know, that's some of the things, you know, get all the talking points, whether they're known or not, at least you can kind of have a document that you can follow up on with. So realistically, you know, why, you know, why the BOD? I think realistically, I've talked about things that, you know, describe, and like I said in the beginning, it's a standard of care. It's, a, it's, it's not just, hey, you know what, LEED says we have to have this document. Okay, let's produce this document. No, it's it should be a standard of care. It should be getting everybody on the same page. Um, you know, it really. You know, if you get a good one, it it really is a differentiator. I've I've run into scenarios where I've had owners' representatives say, "Hey, you know what? This this you know this is really a, a top notch team. Why? Because they 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 you know look at this 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 uh, you know this basis of design. Look at the, these narratives and and the information and descriptions they give." with this um you know I, I mean realistically think about it i mean the owners aren't really savvy enough to look at drawings and go you know what that this sd kind of meets my owner's project requirements um you know let's uh you know let's use this bod uh in essence and, and i guess that's what i'm advocating take the bod and say you know what this is going to be my sd drawing set you know sds are kind of you know they they Give you, you know, typically you'd see outline specs, which are kind of, you know, again, useless, at least in my mind. They're throwaway. They're, they're extra time. You may have, have them already set up, but, you know, if they're just boilerplate, you know, why even have them? Um, if you're getting a set of drawings, if you're issuing drawings and they just have little square boxes, why not just a, you know, eight and a half by 11 with a narrative sketch with no details saying box here or here's the mechanical room or here's the size that I'm, I'm thinking about or here's the location, you know, just some, just, just some general things that help you, you know, start planning, you know, do some initial planning before you get into the detail of doing drawings. Um, so that's, uh, that's what I'm kind of advocating. Use that BOD to replace the SD phase in the project. So you can use this SD, this SD BOD, so to speak, this, uh, the BOD, and you can really relate to the owner's OPR. Um, again, you know, it, it helps out anybody who's not technical to be able to kind of digest, you know, really what you're saying. And, you know, if you get, if you want to, you want to use this to get started in the right direction. I mean, if they read it and they say, you know what, I understand what your, your system's evaluation, and you recommended going with this system, but I really want to reevaluate this system. And based on your, you know, life cycle costing, I think it's pretty close. I'd rather go with, you know, this, this, uh, this other selection. So it gives, you know, before you put too much down on paper, too much thought, you know, go through that and, and have those discussions with the owner. Um, you know, really, I, I think that, uh, you know, even, even from the standpoint of uh, getting, the, you know, doing this life cycle costing, you know, I mean, what are we, what are we talking? You know, I mean, in, in general practice, people use maybe, I don't know, you know, five systems at most uh, in their different designs. I mean, that's, that's typically, you know, if you're looking at heat pumps, you got VAV, you got, uh, you know, uh, maybe central plant, you know, different, different components, but it may be five different systems. You, you might want to even think about getting a, a, a cost estimator involved. I mean, really, this, this is more than just a single project. Here, here's, you know, a lead project. We got to do this BOD. You know, you're going to have more down the road. You know, lead isn't going away. You know, this, this should be the standard of care to sit down and have some great 
thought in the beginning. You know, you can get a cost estimator involved if, if you're not, uh, you know, savvy uh, or you don't do any estimating in-house. You know, I, don't, I know that uh, sometimes we use uh, RS means uh, to uh, do some cost estimating. If anybody doesn't know, RS means is a, uh, an estimating kind of guideline. So you, it's, a, it's a book you can go to and say, okay, you know, how much does uh, this amount of sheet metal go for? Okay, well, here, here's about the price, and I can, you know, uh, based on what location in the country, you can actually put some, some labor to it and, you know, some, some other different factors you can factor in. But RS Means is a good kind of, you know, basic resource that, that uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of engineers that I've worked with use. Um, but not to say that you just couldn't get a cost estimator uh, locally uh, to kind of go through some of these evaluations, uh, what it would cost. And then you knowing what the energy is, you could do some life cycle costing for it and, and put it all together. And, you know, again, there's, there's only a couple of variables to this. Uh, so depending on what systems, you may not have to necessarily keep going back to the cost estimator. You might be able to get a good thought or a, a good um, estimation of what a system is going to cost and be able to kind of tweak it uh, for similar buildings or different things. And so you may not necessarily have to, you know, do all these calculations over and over again for each specific job. You may have a kind of almost an internal decision tree, if you will, of, okay, well, this is the type of project. Here's the type of systems we would recommend. And, again, this is, this is a great not only, uh, you know, communication tool internally for why we select what we do and, and why we pick the systems that we do, but it's a great teaching tool uh, for younger engineers that you bring on board saying, okay, you know what, here's, here's why we select these type of systems and actually show them the numbers to kind of back that up saying, here's what we've estimated. Here's what, here's what, uh, you know, the, uh, the cost estimation comes out at, here's what the energy usage is and kind of, you know, just present the facts to them and have them learn and go, okay, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, you know, a great understanding, um, you know, of, of being able to, uh, understand that. And two, you know, you, you can use it, like I, like I mentioned before, you know, when you're doing your load calculations or, or you can do it uh, as a questionnaire. You have a list of questions. Here's what I need to know before I start on my drawings. Did I get all the information? You know, sometimes you may or may not do that. Maybe you have, you know, some sort of, you know, utility sheet that you fill out that you have to make sure that you know all the pressures and, and things like that and for the, uh, uh, you know, the gas and the, the, the utilities. But this also gives you a chance to say, okay, here's, here's all my insulation factors. Here's what my U values that I'm assuming are going to be. Uh, here's the leakage rate for my building. Uh, just different things like that that you write it down and, and, and kind of go forward from there. Um, and, and, you know, you know frankly, and you may think of you may be listening to me and, and you may think, you know, this just seems like a lot of work. And, you know, frankly, yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of work. But realistically, a lot of it can become uh, things that you use over and over again. And realistically, as far as a BOD, it's, it's again, it's so loose and it's so kind of ambiguous. Uh, they really just, you know, get a template that works for you. You know, just just make one up, just you know, and start somewhere, anywhere. You know, I mean, I, obviously, I, I don't know. You probably have heard of the, you know, uh, and I don't know if I'm necessarily getting, getting this uh, get this quote right or wrong, but uh, perfection is the enemy of the good. You know, you don't have it ha- doesn't have to be perfect. 
It can evolve. You can check it after a while. Uh, you can you can reevaluate it. Uh, just get something started as something that hey, you know what? Here I've created something, and if I don't like a section, okay, I can modify it here or I can modify it there, and we can prove it over time. Just start somewhere and get something rolling. You know, like I said, a lot of the pictures and photos, things that you can use over and over again, um, different standards that you may, you know, you work internally to your organization. Uh, you may, you want to make sure that the BOD matches up with some of those internal uh, rules of thumb or the internal ways of going about things. So let's review again what we have as far as a basis of design, what, not, what I would include. Obviously, you want to start with the project information. Pretty generic. Sections by discipline. You want to have narratives in the system. I would include photos. And I would say why the particular system was selected, either based on life cycle, ROI, something, you know, anything, owner's decision uh, that he wanted to use X, Y, or Z. You want to list anything that still is a question mark. Uh, and you want to make sure that all your team members, including the owner, know, hey, I don't have good information on this yet. And this is something that I need to kind of complete my, you know, what I'm doing. You want to have all your load calc assumptions. And again, compare that to what the, you know, the uh, architect has, and even what the electrical has. I mean, watts per square foot. You know, what, what's your lighting density? You know, what are they going to be? Include sketches, a system outline, and obviously references as far as what are you using for standards, guidelines, codes, and uh, even owner, owner, uh, owner documents. So that's kind of what, in a nutshell, I do for the BOD. Uh, hopefully this was helpful to you. Um, I really appreciate each and every one of you listening. Uh, if you like the episode, please pass it on. If you have any other comments or if you even have, uh, you know, ideas for uh, a basis of design, if you want to share them with, uh, with the audience, you know, go ahead, send them to me. Uh, you can always reach me at matt at buildingx.co. Uh, you can also uh, get a hold of me on LinkedIn, and that's Matt Nelson PE. Or you can... Follow me on Twitter at Building X. So, uh, if you have any other show suggestions, if you have any other comments, um, obviously, you know, I, I post this on my website at uh, the blog at Building X. It's buildingx.co. Uh, and uh, you, there's a comment section. If you, if you have any ideas or if you want to just leave a comment there, go ahead and post it there. I'd, I'd love to hear any feedback, any kind of opinions, whether you agree with me, disagree with me, whatnot. Uh, also, if you enjoyed the show, I'd really appreciate not only besides you know, passing it on, uh, you can also uh, leave me a response on iTunes. I'd really appreciate that. That, that really, you know, it, it, gets the, it gets the podcast more visible. So that's why I appreciate it. Uh, you know, more, the more comments... Uh, the more ratings that I get for a particular uh, for uh, for my uh, podcast, uh, the more likely that I am to uh, uh, to become you know noteworthy uh, in the iTunes Music Store. So, uh, other than that, I would like to uh, also thank the uh, Building Commissioning Association for sponsoring the podcast. I really appreciate it and gives me a lot of. Uh, uh, a lot of encouragement that uh, that uh, people see the value in what I'm doing. So, as always, I think that's it for this week. 
Remember, know what you build and share what you know.